Welcome to the Bloomberg PL Podcast. I'm Pim Fox, along with my co-host, Lisa Abramowitz. Each day, we bring you the most important, noteworthy, and useful interviews for you and your money, whether you're at the grocery store or the trading floor. Find the Bloomberg PL Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at Bloomberg.com. Lisa Abramowitz, my co-host Pim Fox is on vacation. We let him out of the building, but he will be back in about a week and a half. I want to learn more about whether the Fed even matters if you're an equity trader anymore, given that inflation expectations have gone up so much uh, that it almost makes the benchmark rate less relevant, possibly irrelevant. I want to bring in Matt Malley, uh, equity strategist at Miller Tabak, to give an answer to that. Matt. What do you think? Well, Lisa, the, the one thing that we do have to worry about with that is, is and, and I certainly understand why, uh, uh, why people are starting to feel that way, and, 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 and I think we would all agree that would be a, uh, a good thing because we've been so dependent on the Fed for so long. But the one thing I do worry about as we move into next year, uh, anything can happen in the next uh, six weeks or so, but uh, uh, is that as rates move up, we still have huge amounts of leverage in the marketplace. Now, the banking system is certainly, uh, the U.S. banking system anyway, is much less Levered than it was during the uh, during the crisis, uh, but the New York uh, Stock Exchange margin debt is uh, 20, more than 25 percent above its 2007 levels. So there's still a lot of leverage out there, and as interest rates move higher, the cost of carrying that leverage uh, will go up, and which means some people will have to unwind some of that leverage. Well, so wait, 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 stop for one second. Yeah. I really want to dig into where the leverage could be because a lot of people have talked, as you mentioned, Matt. Uh, the banks themselves have delevered. Uh, but this is an important point. I mean, where is the leverage? Where are we going to see the pain? Well, you can see, that, like I said, the, the, the New York Stock Exchange, just in the stock market, the, the amount of uh, margin debt uh, with people just levering up uh, on the markets is, uh, is at an all-time high. It's actually, I think it's just slightly below that, uh, but it's uh, well above where it was in 2007. Uh, we've also seen, um, you know, with the, uh, you know, of so much debt with some of these companies putting on things, so much debt has been put into non, uh, or, or, you know, into things that didn't really uh, help service that. Debt. In other words, they've gone back to buying back stock and such, and rather than investing in their own, in their own businesses. So, uh, in, a, in a weird way, uh, uh, the uh, companies are more leveraged than they used to be. And uh, of course, we have uh, uh, private uh, private debt at, uh, as a percentage of GDP up at historic highs. So, there's a lot of leverage out there in the marketplace, even though it's not necessarily in the banking system. And, and therefore, I'm not worried about the system collapsing. But it still could have an, uh, cause a headwind for, for for the uh, for the stock markets because leverage helped the uh, the, uh, the addition of leverage helped the stock market move higher in the last six, seven years. Uh, I'm not certainly not saying that's the only reason it went up, but it certainly helped it. So we'll cause a headwind if, if that leverage needs to be unwound. So what would have to happen for the leverage to be unwound? I mean, is this people borrowing short-term in order to finance longer-term purchases or riskier purchases? So if the short-term rate to borrow goes up substantially, people will need to delever. Is that the idea here? So that, that, that as benchmark rates climb higher, you will see sort of some of this leverage squeezed out? Yes. 
exactly. And the, I mean, although I will say this, it, it, it's funny. The, you know, the people are, are talking about one of the things I've been saying for a while is that the, the Fed realizes this, and that's one of the reasons why they've said, even before they did their first rate hike, that they would go very slow. And, and part of that has to do with the, with, the, with the the speed of the economy, but it also has to do with this issue. They don't want to uh, suddenly cause more problems than they're solving. So uh, I don't, you know, everybody's starting to say now with Trump coming in the office, suddenly they're going to have to raise rates a lot faster than they than they would otherwise have. Uh, that's probably true, but I don't think it'll be quite as fast as people, uh, as some of the uh, most bearish people are calling for. Uh, and so, uh, again, it's causing a headwind, not a major uh, a major problem, but it's definitely something that uh, uh, will have an impact on stock prices uh, away from the fundamentals. And, be, and with, with the Federal Reserve having been so important to the markets in the last few years, uh, some of these non-fundamental factors have been important, and they will be for, I'm, I'm sorry for, to say, for some time to come. Which areas of the stock market do you think are most vulnerable to a, a dramatic pullback as leverage gets squeezed out? Well, I mean, it's really going to be across the board. On a very near-term basis, though, is is uh, oddly enough, is that uh, I, I worry about uh, the the financial stocks only. And, and this is between uh, this is really on a short-term basis between maybe now and the end of the year. They are sure, certainly poised to go higher because uh, interest rates are poised to go higher, and which should you know uh, invert the. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 keep the yield curve steeper, uh, continue it to steepen, then that should be helpful. However, they've gone so far, so fast, and the problem is we have. Everybody's on one side of the boat. You look at the uh, uh, sentiment indicators for the bond market, they're as overextended as I've ever seen them. I've been doing this for over 30 years. Uh, and in, and the, the positioning isn't quite as bad as it has been, but it's still quite extreme, or getting more extreme, I should say. And the same with the bank stocks. You look at some of these charts, they're wildly overbought. Uh, again, I guess my point is these things will, may look like they're collapsing for a very short period of time. Uh, but if you like these groups and, uh, and, and these sectors, you, you, you want to, I think, hold off and buy them, I think you get a better chance to buy them at lower levels uh, down the road as we move towards the end of the year rather than uh, chasing them up at these levels. Matt Malley, thank you so much for joining us. Matt Malley, equity strategist at Miller Tayback. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg PL podcast. You can subscribe and listen to interviews at iTunes, SoundCloud, or whatever podcast platform you prefer. I'm Pim Fox. I'm out there on Twitter at Pim Fox. I'm out there on Twitter at Lisa Abramowitz1. Before the podcast, you can always catch us worldwide on Bloomberg Radio.